Hello everyone, I'm Olivia and welcome to In Search of the Story. This week, we're doing something a little different. It is just me in this episode. Chris will not be joining me today, so I'm going to be sort of narrating this entire episode and focusing on a very specific topic that has been discussed within the gaming industry, within the gaming community, and in local news, national news, international news throughout the years. And let's just jump right in. It's made for Microsoft's Xbox system and it features some, in some parts of this, you'll see full uh, digital nudity. So this week, I'm here to talk about the presence of nudity in video games, but specifically sex in video games. So the representation of sex visually in video games. Now, I just want to clarify, this is not a commentary on why it's good to have this or why it's bad to have it and the effects that it'll have on young minds and what it does to to gamers or our society as a whole. Nor am I here to focus on erotic or pornography-based games. I'm here to focus on noteworthy, typically story-based, narrative-driven games that have included sexual themes, images, depictions of sex within their published game. And like I mentioned a little bit before, these depictions often lead to controversies and public scrutiny, which have been a topic of discussion since the earliest days of gaming. <clears throat> In fact, as early as 1981, the representation of sexual themes have been present in games. Like many now famous Japanese companies such as Enix Square, and I am not as familiar with this one, and I probably will pronounce it wrong, but here it goes, uh, Nihon Falcon, Nihon, Nihon. Uh, they actually released uh, erotic adult games before they became these mainstream established incorporations. So a little bit later in the 1990s with the rise of CD-ROMs, the genres known as the love simulation and visual novels really began booming. With publishers like Leaf releasing Shizuku, Kizuato, Kizuato, I'm not sure, again, my pronunciation could be very wrong, probably is. They also released To Heart, again, very excellent examples of the visual novel. But once console publishers kind of grew to dominate the industry, nudity and sexual themes were a bit more regulated because these publishers often had policies against such depictions. So, for example, there was a game called BMXXX, <laughs> uh, which was released in the U.S., and Sony censored the PlayStation 2 release, but Xbox and Nintendo, Nintendo GameCube, that's what it was, did not, uh, they didn't, and they had nudity in them, and again, that game was called a BMXX. I'm not familiar with it, but I can only imagine. So this... Uh, I will point out, has clearly changed because Sony 
has God of War now, and they also published Heavy, Heavy Rain back on PS3. So today, in many mainstream games, and by mainstream I mean non-adult themed or non-erotic games are tweaked by the gaming community themselves itself uh, with patches or mods or or different hacks uh, and and they change the subject matter the imagery the modeling I am what have you to show nudity and this has been seen in games like Tomb Raider Grand Theft Auto uh, a lot of people know the infamous uh, hot coffee mod. Hot pot of coffee! And it's even been in The Elder Scrolls. So, because GTA is one of the most uh, well-known franchises in gaming history, uh, the way it got to be that rep... Uh, it gained... <laughs> uh, it gained that reputation in part because of the way they depicted women and nudity and sexual encounters. And they're often severely criticized for their depiction of women. So back in 2004, they released Grand Theft Auto 3 San Andreas, which had the infamous coffee mod, hot coffee mod. So way back in 2000, 2004, Rockstar debuted sex with prostitutes in the game. And so at the time, the inclusion of sex was pretty controversial. Uh, but if you think back to it, they represented it by a car rocking. It was like an animation. Like two characters were in the car. And now, looking back on that, now that seems pretty tame. <clears throat> and in fact, at the time of the game's release... It was given the very rare adults-only tag from, from the ES, ESRB, and that stands for Entertainment Software Rating Board. Uh, and it was given that tag because it was only revealed that later, after the game was already released, that the code of the game contained an unused sex minigame. And this became known as the Hot Coffee Mod because Rockstar later blamed it on people who were able to get into the game and alter the code. So later, Rockstar wiped that out of the game, re-released San Andreas, and then the ESRB gave them the M for Mature rating, which is, I feel like that's always Grand Theft Auto's rating, no matter what. Um, <clears throat> so fast forward to the most recent game, Grand Theft Auto V, and they, they kind of took sex in gaming to a whole new level because on the re-release of the 2000, so the 2014 re-release, <clears throat> they unveiled that the first per person feature of the entire game, uh, like essentially you could see through the player's first person perspective, you are looking through that character's eyes and you can experience every single event in the game. So naturally people <laughs> quickly hurried to see if that even included the sex scenes and yes, it did in fact. I will say as a note and possibly how they maintained their 
and for a mature rating, <clears throat> this first person feature does not contain visible nudity, but it's still fairly explicit in like one the actions that it's presenting. And then there's audio from the characters, which is uh, don't even want to go into detail. Uh, but I will say, as uh, throughout the game, there's nudity and sexual scenes ranging from dances in strip clubs to nude sunbathers. And even though I haven't found it yet, but there's apparently a nudist colony up in the mountains by the army base. But there is also a specific story. There's a side quest in Grand Theft Auto where Franklin is helping a paparazzi get a picture of a celebrity while she's in rehab. And he finds them, finds her while she's having sex with another character. And it's very, it's very graphic. She's on her phone while they're, while the act is happening. And Rockstar is known for getting a lot of attention for we talked about the, the Trevor torture sequence last week. I mean, they're known for not beating around the bush, so to say. And this scene actually also got a lot of attention because a lot of people said it was supposed to be based on the character, her, the woman, is supposed to be based on Lindsay Lohan. And she sued Rockstar, I'm pretty sure. I'm not, I'm not sure that it went through, but yeah, yeah. Uh, to say the least, Grand Theft Auto is one of, the, for people who haven't ever played Grand Theft Auto, one of the first things people know about the franchise is that you're shooting up people, you can steal a bunch of stuff, and there's a lot of sex in it. So, there's certainly, they're certainly known for presenting those themes in very specific ways and I'll get into later when I kind of parse out my thoughts at the end I'll I want to talk about the choices that publishers make when they decide to include this content and what their intention is if it's supposed to help the narrative or if it's included in there like sex for the sake of of sex very much like how movies and TV shows do but moving on, some other good examples of sex in video games. I, I have quite a few to go through that I want to go through at least. Sony released Heavy Rain in 2010 on the PS3. And this game was highly marketed as very, it was very specific that this was a game for adults. So just to give a quick bit of background, uh, the main character, at the, the point in the story where the sex happens, Ethan, the main character who lost his son, I'm not going to say what happened but and what lost means. Um, so at this point in the story, he's at an all-time low. He's with the this reporter who has, I guess, helped, uh, helped with the case surrounding the main character's uh, son's disappearance and she's a reporter her name's Madison uh so she's helping to trying to comfort Ethan uh surrounding 
Sean, his son, Sean's um, disappearance. Sean! Sean! Now, I haven't played all the way through Heavy Rain, but from what I've seen and from what I've read about and from what I've talked to the friends who have played all the way through, the sex scene is incredibly awkward because it was inserted at such a weird point in the plot. And and so this is an example where you actually really do sort of control the characters in this intimate moment. Like, for example, first Madison leans in to kiss Ethan, but then she pulls back at the last moment and you actually have to make the choice to kiss her or to not kiss her. And... <laughs> I'm sad to say, I mean, this was eight years ago now, so obviously at the time it was interpreted much different, but looking back on it, it's when a kid takes their two action figures and mashes their face together and to, to be like they're kissing. And... Again, I don't mean to sound like a huge critic because the game was critically acclaimed. But yeah, looking back on it now, technology has quite clearly advanced. But anyway, after the kissing, there's a little bit more awkward. Like, Ethan somehow zips up Madison's jacket, but that helps her get it off faster. And and then at a random point, Ethan, Ethan has a mauled finger uh, from what happens earlier. And so then at one point, he's reaching up to wrap his arm around her and you catch a glimpse of his like missing finger. It's just like, oh, this, this, this right here. And like I said, at the time, the game was hailed as one of the most visually stunning games to ever grace consoles. And again, it's just weird to look back. And this is, this is an example of where the game writers and, and the designers very, very, they, they put a lot of detail and a lot of attention into creating this scene and to inserting it into the narrative. And that's not to say that Grand Theft Auto didn't do that, but just after talking about these two examples, they are vastly different. So I'm going to move on to one that is perhaps as widely discussed as Grand Theft Auto, maybe not as widely recognized, but I want to talk about Mass Effect. Now, I know Mass Effect is one of the most notorious franchises to include sex in the published game and within the narrative, within the story. And so with a heavy heart, I have to say as a disclaimer, I have not played Mass Effect. It's on my list. It's my next big purchase. I have a lot of things coming up before I can commit enough time to play Mass Effect, so it's probably not going to happen until the summer. And I hate admitting that. And how how can I pretend to have any knowledge of a game I've never played, which is another element that I'm going to touch on when talking about Mass Effect. But I know how big of a deal it is. I know, I know. And I know how great it is, and I know I'm going to love it. Like I said, Mass Effect is known for allowing you, the player, to build relationships with the other characters in the story. And you have to cultivate those and to 
friendships, into courtships, what have you. And then eventually some of them will bloom into a full-blown romance. And on top of all that, it is also one of the most uh, recognized games to add in gay romance options. And that actually didn't happen until the third game, I believe. So to back up a little bit, at the time of the first game's release, it was, uh, so that was in 2007, it was at the center of this huge controversy when big news outlets, I'm not going to name any names, but you can easily go online and look it up. But these huge news outlets began criticizing Xbox for publishing such a game that showed sex and a bit of nudity. Imagine, and the ability for the players to engage in graphic sex and the, the person who's playing the game gets to decide exactly what's going to happen between the two people, if you know what I mean. Now, the game is rated M for mature. However, critics say that Mass Effect is being marketed to kids and to teenagers. Uh, and these outlets claimed that the game was marketed towards teenagers. And Oh my God, what are preteens and teenagers going to do that when they see sex in a video game? Like, oh my God. And so many critics said that this game was essentially teaching young people, very specifically preteen boys, to see women's women's <laughs> to see women as objects of sexual desire without merit. And here's how they're seeing women. They're seeing them as these as these objects of desire, as these, you know, hot bodies. I mean they don't they don't show women as being valued for anything other than their sexuality. And it's a man in this game deciding right. how many women he wants to be with. And one of the best moments of in this specific woman uh the specific female critics words um and so then uh, you'll see from the sound bites that I insert. One of the best moments is when, when the uh, the journalist, the news journalist, I can't think of his name right now, and I should have it written in my notes, but I don't. Um, specifically asks this woman that makes all these false claims. They are false. Um, he asks her point blank, "Have you have you ever played Mass Effect?" All right, let's get Jeff in on this. Uh, that's com Go ahead, completely Jeff. incorrect. Yeah, it's completely incorrect. First of all, you can actually play as a man or a woman in the game. Cooper, have you ever played Mass Effect? No. And she, like, answers so sarcastically with a scoff. No. No. With a laugh, almost. And so going back and watching that news segment, I now, in 2018, I can't help but think that this woman is the epitome. She's representing... She not she isn't, but she's representing the stance of the epitome of what is wrong with those people that hate video games out there. Because a lot of times, video game critics have never played games themselves. And if they've had, they've played shitty game. Or they've played the most violent game they could find. And they slam a game that they've never They've never played, they've never even picked up a controller or sat down at a computer. And so, just as a side note, uh, this woman that I've mentioned multiple times, and you'll hear her voice, um, so as you can imagine, she was just put on blast by the gaming community. Several days after she appeared on this spot in the news, Her she so she'd recently published a book, like, 
three days or something really crazy like that before she went on the news. And so after she made her stance clear on national television, the gaming community just lit her up on Amazon reviews. And her recently published book had over 400 scathing reviews. And many of the reviewers obviously were saying, like they admitted to not having read her book, but they felt like they were justified in crucifying her book uh, because she did the same. She went on national television and said Mass Effect was like pornography, basically. And so later she clarified some of her points and said, in hindsight, I would have liked to have had the opportuni opportunity to play this game before appearing on the program, which she said in a written statement to MTV News. And it's like, oh, oh, okay, now that you're on blast and you've learned the facts, now you say that, oh, okay. So at the time, and speaking of learning the facts, the head of EA, Jeff Brown, because EA uh, made Mass Effect, the head of EA, Jeff Brown, asked this news outlet to correct the false claims they'd made. And he, again, he addressed the three false claims, which were that the game featured full digital nudity, that the players that players themselves had the ability to engage in graphic sex and that the game was being marketed to kids and teenagers. So it, his letter reads, Your headline above the televised story read, New video game shows full digital nudity and sex. Fact. Mass Effect does not include explicit or frontal nudity. Love scenes in non-interactive sequences include side and profile shots, advantage frequently used in many primetime television shows. It's also worth noting that the game requires players to develop complex relationships before characters can become intimate and players can choose to avoid the love scenes altogether. This uh, specific news show, uh, in that news show, the vo this is still part of the letter, the voiceover reporter says, you'll see full digital nudity and the ability for players to engage in graphic sex. Fact, sex scenes in Mass Effect are not graphic. These scenes are very similar to sex sequences frequently seen on network television in primetime. The voiceover again for the news outlet said, Critics say Mass Effect is being marketed to kids and teenagers. Fact, that is a flat-out lie. Mass Effect and all related marketing has been reviewed by the ESRB and rated mature, appropriate for players 17 years and older. ESRB routinely counsels retailers on requesting proof of age and selling M-rated titles, and the system has been lauded by members of Congress and the Federal Trade Commission. In practical terms, the ratings work as well or better than those used for warning viewers about television content. So needless to say, Brown also pointed out how insulting the segment was to the men and women uh, at EA who spent years creating this, like, incredible critically acclaimed game and also he pointed out that the sexuality and scenes in the game are actually kind of they're more tame than some of the shows on at fox at the time like did anyone watch the oc so uh, to reference back to this woman's book uh by 2008 the majority of the reviews had been deleted out of 
over 400, there were only 52 remaining. And those were still very negative, lots of one-star reviews. Um, and anything that mentioned Mass Effect was deleted. But the most of the negative reviews that still remain were somewhere along the lines of how can you judge a game without ever playing it? Or not a game, I guess you couldn't mention games either, but how can you judge something without ever even doing it? Um, and again, just generally negative. <laughs> she felt the wrath of the gaming community. So fast forward to today with Mass Effect Andromeda, and again, you so you choose between the Ryder twins, and both Scott and Sarah can flirt with numerous people. They can also be rejected, even though this was one of the least popular Mass Effect games from a sales perspective and from reviews. Again, based on what I read. But with Mass Effect, ultimately, no matter who you choose to play, there are a handful of meaningful romance paths your character can take. Where in the early game, it might have felt like you were paired off with who your love interest was. Uh, and there was apparently another neutral option. Mass Effect 2 introduced characters whose romance can evolve over multiple games, which is incredible. And and I think it was Mass Effect 3 that had over or as many as 11 different options, depending on various elements and choices that you made. Like who you were able to romance was directly related with the choices you made and then also interwoven into the story and then also connected to decisions you made in the past games, which is incredible. Like This is interwoven into, it is critical to the story essentially in certain places that you made these choices and it all is working towards building this amazing experience and narrative for the player. And so I think this franchise is is a good example. Can can be a not good or bad. There's no good and bad in this, but there's it's a strong example of where nudity is supplemental to the experience. It's not grotesque or there for the sex for the sake of sex. So, not to go into too much of depth in these last couple games. Um, because in the last SOS, uh, In Search of the Story episodes, we've talked about the, the Witcher, and one can argue if it's watered down. <laughs> the Witcher pretty much sums up to killing monsters and being mysteriously sexy. <laughs> and Geralt is such a player, apparently, and he could get with whoever he wants. And Now, where's that Cinderella gone to? found me. Congratulations. Do I get a prize? I have nothing on me. But I'll think of something. That's, ki that's kind of... It's, it doesn't feel as there's much weight in your decisions when you decide to engage with another character in The Witcher. And I'm fairly certain that Geralt, a male, can only have sex with female characters. And I believe there's about four four options or something like that. 
Um, and I was going to talk a little bit about Far Cry. There's, I know there's the scene in Far Cry 3 where um, the protagonist can choose to have sex with this woman who who's like a tribal leader and then spoilers afterwards she stabs him in the chest and i think far cry the instances that i came across of sex in far cry it was often coupled with violence and so i i don't know if that dynamic is important to the far cry franchise the far cry story the far cry theme the the vibe, the overall brand of Far Cry, violence and sex. But that's something to think about. And then there's also, oh my gosh, I have so many examples. Uh, another one that I haven't played personally myself, and I know I'll probably get some shit for this one also. I've never played Dragon Age, but uh, that's another one from Bioware. And It's got mature themes, mature writing. Uh, it's you know it's not gratuitous. I mean I think one of the things we always we always strive from Bioware games is if you know we do we do make a fair number of mature games, but they're not kind of over the top ridiculous. I mean it's contextually appropriate. Uh, the human interaction of of, of relationships uh, with other par people in your party, uh, if you invest in that, you know it could lead to romance, and that could lead to to other things. So so. A physical relationship potentially. Yeah, and we've had that in all Bioware's games. There are well another well known franchise that includes gay sex options. Um, you can pursue numerous partners and relationships. Um, the dialogue may be for lack of wanting a bit, but in the same way that Mass Effect requires you to establish these relationships, you essentially have to court this partner before you can get to that point to interact with them physically. And Dragon Age might be a bit different from Mass Effect because things aren't quite, from what I've heard and read and talked with friends, Things aren't quite as black and white and knowing what the good or bad choice is. Uh, because in in Dragon Age, there's a dynamic based on if the other character trusts you and their opinion of you. And I suppose in a way that kind of gives that depiction of romance or that, rom that depiction of courting a bit more of a realistic feel because you're, the way you portray your you, when I say you, I mean you playing as the character. Um, the way you make your choices and portray who you are directly affects your relationship with the other character, which is which is really interesting to think about. Uh, uh, Assassin's Creed has had sex in it uh, from Brotherhood, Black Flag, and and Syndicate had the first bisexual assassin. Uh, Origins, I recently, just like doing research for this show, just read that Origins has a secret sex scene or something like that. And I haven't watched it. I haven't gotten there in the game. I haven't found it. But uh, Assassin's Creed is, is no stranger to sex either. And then uh, I mentioned way back in the beginning of the episode, God of War, uh, I've actually read that the latest installment is taking a bit of a departure from the norm of the series. Uh, it's a bit more narrative focused and apparently took a page out of The Last of Us. <laughs> uh, and it's not based in Greek mythology either. It's North mythology, Norse mythology. Um, but yeah, God of War, is, I feel like, is one that is often criticized for the portrayal of women and the 
portrayal, depiction of sex. And I don't know if the opening sex mini games are supposed to be funny or or humor. I, I have no idea. And I was it meant to be a meaningful part of the narrative? If so, it, I, apparently it hasn't been interpreted as such. But overall, doing all this research and laying it out and, and learning about the controversies that have stirred up a lot of commotion, I've noticed that oftentimes in video games, if sex and nudity has been chosen to be included, unfortunately, it's also often paired with violence in some sort of fashion. Well, well, maybe, maybe it's not. Because this is something that I've really been grappling with this entire time. I've done all the, the research and the investigation because there's sex for the sake of sex, the, sh- the shock value, the tension-grabbing value. We see this in every other type of media. There's Fifty Shades of Grey, a book. There's Fifty Shades of Grey, the movie. There's Game of Thrones, even though I love Game of Thrones. Shout out to Game of Thrones and The Hound. But Game of Thrones definitely includes a lot of nudity and a lot of sex, sometimes in parts where that wasn't even written in the book. And we see this in movies. I've, I've, I don't, I'm, needless to say, I don't need to list it out because video games are another format, another medium where we consume the entertainment. And just like every other medium, there's sex for the sake of sex. And then on the flip side, there's sex for the sake of character development and narrative development and moving the story story forward or giving characters' relationships depth. And it's, it's a really, it's a fine line to tread because one can argue, for example, both sides in Grand Theft Auto, oh, it's just sex for the sake of sex and it's disgusting depictions of violence towards women and women in these sexual situations. Then on the opposite hand, you can say, well, no, Grand Theft Auto is all about, their brand is that lifestyle. It is that, it is supposed to be that and therefore it helps with developing the characters and the stories. It helps develop the setting. It it helps develop the experience for the player. So in asking why writers, developers, coders decide to include this content in the games, in the stories, or in simply the act itself, why include that? Well, because because it's part of life. And how can you write a story without basing it on something in life? You you're inc- you're including something that happens. Sex happens in life, and sex can help make a story. Sex and nudity can help make a story better. I think my biggest takeaway from 
doing all of this research and combing through these instances where people get so riled up and critics run amok, I think we have to remind ourselves that video games should be held to the same standards as other forms of entertainment. And from gamers' perspectives and people that have played games and know games and have connected with a game at some point, we know that this is true. There's the ratings board, there's, there's all kinds of regulations, but when it comes down to it, if the consumer, so in this case the player, or in the case of films, the viewer, if the consumer wants that content, they're going to get it. They're going to either pay for it, they're going to find it somehow, or they're, they're going to find a way to watch it, to play it, to read it, to hear it, to see it, to do, to get it, to them. <laughs> and there's really no stopping that. It's, it's, it's just up to the people who are the creators to, I guess, do their best to make it a meaningful experience. What it comes down to is there's a fine line between sex and nudity being there for shock value versus sex and nudity being there to help develop and support and enhance the experience of the game itself. And I don't think there's a yes or no or this game does that, this game doesn't. You can make a lot of arguments on either side. but And in many cases that I talked about in, in the show, in the episode, the experience of the game is incredible because they decided to include, the developers decided to include that element. So who, so who's to say? I'm not making any judgments. I'm not trying to say I'm for one thing or the other. But I certainly am, am a gamer that has played games where there is sex included. And it definitely made the game fun. I had a great time doing it. And there are cases where I didn't like it and didn't like doing it. So I think it's a case-by-case thing and you really have to you have to play the game to know and to understand and to be able to take a stance. All right, everyone, that's it for me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I certainly had a good time putting it together. I'd love your thoughts and comments and feedback, and maybe one day I'll do another one like this if you guys like it. So I hope you've all had a great day and enjoyed again, enjoyed listening, and I will see you next week on In Search of the Story for Gaming Historia. And once again, I'm Olivia, and have a good one, everyone.